everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Chris Mitchell, and this is the Real Estate For You podcast brought to you by SellingNTX.com. On today's show, wanted to talk about insurance. So I've invited the partner of Texas Classic Insurance, Craig DeWitt. Welcome to the show, Craig. It's great to, uh, to have you here. Thank you for having me. Let's kind of jump right into it here. So you're here to talk about insurance, not just homeowner's insurance, but really all insurance. How did you get started in the insurance industry? Our family agent back when I was a young lad growing up was our farmer's insurance agent. His son and I have been friends uh, pretty much our whole life. We got into business back in 1991. Farmers was looking for some young people, and so we decided uh, we were going to make a career change. And I was, frankly, I was bored with my uh, jewelry stores that I had at the time. You still dabble in jewelry, right? 37 years this Christmas. How is that uh, compared to insurance? Is that... It actually works pretty well with with uh, hand in hand. I'm able to do a lot of things for our clients that have jewelry schedules and everything that the the regular agent doesn't uh, or, or is not re- able to do. Is yeah. uh, you know jewelry appraisals, updating appraisals, and and things like that. So it works really well. Is that more of a hobby or is that kind of a money maker for you as well? Oh no, it's it's a full blown job. What is insurance? Exactly. Well, basically insurance in a nutshell is going to be the amount of risk that you're willing to take on and pay for in any, say, homeowners or or auto insurance or anything like that. It's uh, choosing liability in case you were to hurt somebody or somebody was to hurt you and and choosing your deductibles and the amount of $250, dollars $1,000, 1% on your homeowners. It's the amount of uh, risk that you're willing to take on before the insurance kicks in for you. Okay. All right. So Texas Classic Insurance. Now that's an insurance broker, right? Yes, sir. What does that mean, insurance broker, compared to, say, a provider of insurance? Well, like I was saying back in our days when I was a farmer's agent, we had one company to offer our clients. Well, in July 10th of 06, I decided to leave farmers and become a broker. And now I've got, you know, almost 100 different markets to offer my clients and shop all their rates. And we're kind of a one-stop shop. We can do everything, auto, home, live, commercial, everything for you. I was actually kind of browsing your website. And, you know, we all know about the standard, you know, the home, the auto, uh, business, health, you know, commercial insurance. There was some other insurances on there that you offered that I had no idea existed. Like there was a builder insurance and I started reading on that, and it kind of caught me by surprise. I, I had no idea that product existed. Yeah, builders, developers, uh, general contractors, especially with uh, the growth of our area, the Metroplex and everything, that's that's big right now. So talking specifically about homeowner's insurance, when is that product required for a, a homeowner, and when is it optional? It's always required by your mortgage company when you're buying a home uh, with a loan against it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't have a loan, you own it cash outright, you are not required to have it. But living in Hell Alley, which is where we're located, uh-huh. it's highly recommended. I couldn't imagine going bare bones without it. Probably not a smart idea, huh? Not for the premium uh, versus what one roof will cost you, that's for sure. Let's look at sort of a standard homeowner's policy. What does that typically cover in a home? And what I'm getting at is I want to make sure that our listeners, a lot of them are going to be first-time home buyers. Some have maybe owned a home, but 
I want to make sure they understand that the insurance policy doesn't cover, say, a refrigerator or a stove. So talk a little bit about what what a policy, a, a typical policy would cover. I, I know there's other riders that you can put on a policy, but let's, let's look at the standard, just typical policy. Okay, your standard homeowner's policy. And, and let me start off by saying you always want to buy a replacement cost insurance policy. And with that being said, first and foremost, you're going to have your dwelling coverage which is the amount of your house, whether it be 200000 250000 that's going to be your coverage A. Mm-hmm. Then you have a loss of use, which is the amount of coverage that, say, the insurance is covered while being in a hotel or a home after, say, a major fire or something. That's where they'll put you in uh, while they rebuild your home. Then you've got your replacement costs and your personal contents. Basically, take your house and turn it upside down, and everything that shakes out is going to be your personal content. All right. Of course, you absolutely want replacement cost on that as well. Then your liability limits. It comes standard with every policy, but you can buy different levels, 100000 300000 500000 And to jump from 100000 to 500000 is very minimal to do. So, so we always typically quote the $500,000 limit. And then you have medical payments, which is, again, starts out at 1000 2000 3000 4000 5000 Again, very minimal price difference to go from 1000 to 5000 Again, we, we normally always quote that. And of course, there's optional coverages that are almost always in a policy if it's endorsed by your agent. You have foundation coverage, water coverage, water seepage and leakage. Biggest thing right now uh, with a lot of the companies that we're being able to add is service line coverage, which coverage from the street where the city stops Mm -hmm. to your house. So if you have a line break in your front yard, that is now can be endorsed for it's most companies are 15, 20 bucks, which is very affordable and an option that we're really pushing hard. And then the biggest thing here in North Texas is your deductible, especially when it comes to wind and hail. Most of the standard wind and hail deductibles here in the Metroplex is 1%. Okay. Now, several of your companies are pushing a one and a half to two percent deductible because all the massive claims we've had here in the last six to eight years in the North Texas region. Now that deductible, that one percent, that's of the replacement. Yes. Now again, if your house is worth two hundred thousand dollars, a one percent deductible, of course, would be two thousand dollars. Who f- calculates or figures, or how do you come to that replacement value of a property? And the reason I ask is here in North Texas, we've had quite a big swing in property values. Sure. A homeowner may believe their house is worth X amount of dollars. An appraiser believes it's worth something else. Where does that number actually come from, the replacement value? Well, most all your companies have a replacement cost worksheet. They're fairly the same thing, but most of any house here in the North Texas area is going to be worth a minimum $100 a foot for a brick home to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Now, you get into Colleyville South Lake and some of the areas here in Fort Worth, you know, there can be considerably higher, 250 to $300 a foot, depending on the finish out. Right. And that's where we get detailed in our replacement cost worksheet, you know, imported tile or things like that versus your regular carpet in the house and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly standard, but it's a wide range and can be anywhere I would say anyway from $100 per square foot in this area on up. Okay. Yeah, I could see how if there were maybe imported materials used for the house, how that could affect the value of, of the property, especially around here, around TCU area. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of the roofs around here are the tile roofs, so I'm sure that's not cheap. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not, absolutely. And then, you know, also a lot, especially in this this area, you get a lot of the values of the home that's mainly driven by the lot price. 
the lot price is worth 250000 then you've got a little old 1,200-square-foot frame house from the 30s on it. Right. So, you know, a loan may be uh, 400000 but you have to back that lot out, and you can still justify the, the home and everything like mm-hmm. that. Okay. So that's, that's uh, something that we've been running into the last several years as well. Good. So is homeowner's insurance, or I, I should say insurance, is it only for homeowners, or is there another product that non-homeowners, renters, can find value in? Absolutely. The biggest example as I, as I can give is we've had several occasions where somebody moves into an apartment or a condo. You know, the, they've got auto insurance and they do not take out renter's insurance. And then say somebody two doors down and they're grilling burgers on the, on their porch. All of a sudden a fire starts and burns down two to three of the existing apartments and or condos. And you lose all of your contents because you're not covered. And maybe that other person that was grilling the burgers may not have any liability. Well, I've seen that on several occasions. And as cheap as it is, I mean, I'm talking less than $15 a month for really, really good coverage. It's just absolutely a no-brainer to, to have renter's insurance nowadays. And, of course, we do a world of condo insurance as well, which is pretty much walls-in coverage. Mm-hmm. where you may have a homeowners association that covers the structure itself. And then you actually have bought or own or renting the walls in coverage. And so that's uh, very affordable as well, too, because you're not having to cover the structure. Yeah, I'd never really thought about that situation where a, a neighbor is the cause of the issue. Absolutely. Uh, it's real. Yeah. It's I've, very real. I always thought about, you know, getting robbed or something along those lines. But yeah, that's you see in the news nowadays where that's unfortunately becoming a little bit more common than it has, or maybe more than it has been reported. And, and it's, it's just so extremely affordable. It's just, it's, it's something that nobody should ever go. Plus a lot of your apartment complexes over the last few years are requiring it anyway. Okay. Even, even your assisted living homes and stuff are requiring it of their senior tenants and everything oh, wow. nowadays. Okay, so that's yeah. becoming a big market for us. Yeah. You learn something new every day. I, I have no <laughs> idea. So is there any insurance coverage that, Texas Classic Insurance doesn't offer. We're pretty much a one-stop shop. There's not anything that we won't cover. If you can sit in it or live in it, we're pretty much get you covered. There's several things of farm and ranch and and other things that we do a lot of as well that you don't see in the mainstream day-to-day items as well. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we do a world of commercial insurance and just, you know, we also ride in Florida, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. Okay. Have you ever been asked to cover something really strange? The, the weirdest thing I've ever covered was I needed a six-day policy to cover a cargo container full of handmade gloves going to China. And that left out of L.A., they yeah. needed a rider for, six, for the contents and the liability for it to make it across the Pacific there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of, that was, had to be the strangest thing I've ever done. But we got it written. <laughs> nice. You didn't have to pay out on that one, did no, you? No, we didn't. It was, a, it, was a, it was a slam dunk deal. So. Nice, nice. I, well, I, I bet you like those, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. So uh, if I had, uh, say, a really nice pair of boots, is that something you guys could write a policy on? Absolutely. Now, that's going to be covered more under your, just your general, your contents and everything. But right. if you have like a handmade fur, your wife's mm-hmm. got a fox or a mink or something like that. Absolutely. Those things are, are something you want to schedule along with, say, a scheduled list of guns, scheduled list of jewelry, scheduled list of artwork or something like that. 
All right. Uh, that's definitely something that you should schedule versus just having on your general content. And the reason for that is because it's probably more valuable than what you're Absolutely. Cover. Absolutely. Uh, you, you don't want to have a fire and then say, oh, I forgot. I've got a $20,000 painting I had. Yeah. They're going to raise an eyebrow at that. I, I so. can see how that caused some questions uh, yes. to, to come about. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the hot items with insurance. And the reason I say they're hot, they're top of mind in my brain. I don't know if they're the same for everyone else. But. Yeah, they're typical consumers. So yes. <laughs> Good. By the way, everyone, just to let you know, Craig is actually my personal insurer. We have our policies with him for our houses and our cars. So wanted to thank you for that. Every time I call you, you guys are absolutely you know, right there for us. Absolutely. So back to the hot topics. Let's talk about flood insurance. Uh, why flood insurance is, is needed and then how we actually, how you guys get flood insurance and what it covers. Flood insurance in Texas is a totally separate policy versus your homeowners or anything. And 90% of the time, it's required by your mortgage company. And uh, the mortgage company, say you're buying a new house, they're going to do an inspection. If they find out it's in a flood zone, then you will also have an elevation certificate that they will get an inspection for. And then based on that elevation certificate and the flood zone that it's in, that's what drives your premium for your flood insurance. Where does the flood zone come from? The flood zone comes right from FEMA. It doesn't matter who's writing your insurance or whose name is on top of that policy. It all comes and is determined by the FEMA maps. Okay, so it's based on the property itself and not the individual in insurance company that's writing. Absolutely. There's one source for it. So that's where the data comes from. I know recently we had some floods, um, mainly down in South Texas, you know, Houston, Galveston area. How often does FEMA rewrite their flood maps? So, for instance, would that area now be considered in FEMA's flood zone, I guess? Well, that's the big question. I mean, we never know when they're going to write them. For instance, where our office is in Granbury, they redid a lot of the flood maps about eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And then so... People that we quoted, you know, 10 years prior, a zero, you know, our ex-flood plane where, you know, their flood was minimal. And then the next door neighbor bought something four or five years ago, and now they're in an AE flood zone because okay. it, it had been redone. Right. And of course, that brought everybody up in arms, you know, well, the seller didn't need to have it. And, you know, it, it's been a mess. Uh, FEMA is very challenging to say it politely yeah. to work with. But the good thing about it. Other than just FEMA, there's a lot of private markets for flood insurance now, mm -hmm. which makes it a lot more palatable, I should say. It's not easy by any means. It is better. So sticking with that subject of flood insurance, if I'm a homeowner in an area that doesn't require uh, flood insurance, and then FEMA redraws the maps to put me in a flood zone, am I required to, at that point, get flood insurance? You're not required only unless your mortgage company contacts you. Okay. Now we have people all the time that know they're not in a flood zone, but especially out of our Houston office that are now buying their own flood insurance for that just in case, right. just like we had with Harvey mm -hmm. and everything. I mean, there was water that reached people that haven't been, you know, haven't seen water there in hundreds of years. Yeah. So, you know, most of those homes had never been required to have flood insurance and they were flooded out. Mm -hmm. so homeowner's policy, your standard homeowner's policy does not cover rising water like that. That is separate in Texas. Yeah, that's food for thought there. So I know there's reasons why a home would be uninsurable. 
Absolutely. What are some of those conditions? The biggest thing is what you just said, conditions, pride of ownership. Any standard homeowner that we bind a policy with is going to come out and inspect within that first two weeks after we bind a policy. So if they go out there and they find trash around, they find the eaves of the house that need to be painting, you know, just poor condition, poor maintenance, bad dogs in the yard that they didn't disclose. They may have a a horse in the backyard, for Uh example, (laughs) that they didn't disclose. There's several condition factors, especially, that will negate a homeowner's or it being canceled. Of course, nowadays, which everything is driven by, is credit. Credit is big. So that could be something that could take you out of your top tier standard preferred homeowners and put you right in the middle market due to your credit. Why is credit consideration of insurability? Well, the bean counters from all the insurance companies got together many years ago, and they decided that people with poor credit are more of a, a loss risk factor. You know, they're more apt to make claims than someone with, say, a very good credit score or something like that. Okay. They got together, and again, it was several years ago that started making these different matrix, and credit is huge now. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely huge. Okay. Let's talk about deductibles. What is a deductible, and how much can it cost? I know you mentioned earlier the 1.5% and 2%. Is there any variations of that? Well, most of your lenders will only take up to, on a new home purchase or refinance, will only take up to a 2% wind and hail deductible in this area. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of the 2% deductibles. Again, if you have a $200,000 house, 2% deductible is a $4,000 hit before insurance makes any checks out to you for anything else that's covered. Of course, the great thing about even being in North Texas is we've still got companies that will offer a $1,000 deductible. Mm-hmm. Your 1% deductible is very standard still, despite a lot of advertising that you see and everything. It right. is not the 2% deductible they're pushing or the 1.5% deductible they're pushing. 1% is very, very standard still in the North Texas area. Okay. Ever have any clients push back on having to pay that deductible? Absolutely. It's a matter of us as their agent teaching them and and being open with them in the very beginning. But you still have some people that say, I don't understand why why I have to pay this for a claim that was marginal. It's just, again, it's the amount of risk that you're willing to take on Mm -hmm. before the insurance company steps in and, and they cut checks. Right. So give some tips to our listeners who are out there shopping for insurance. What questions should they be asking? What items should they be paying attention to? Well, the biggest thing that we see right now that we're seeing, I guess is be the best thing, is people that are shopping and buying home insurance policy purely on price. Mm -hmm. And then they have no idea what they're getting until they have a claim or until we have a hailstorm. They say, oh my gosh, I didn't know. And I said, well, why didn't you read it? You would have got a copy. You would have been told before your closing and everything like that. Right. Well, nobody reads it, to be absolutely honest. Right. So that's the biggest thing that we're seeing is they are so starry-eyed about wanting to get into this house that they've fallen in love with that they overlook the fine print of a lot of their coverages, and then it comes back to bite them later. Yeah. Then they get upset with their existing agent or company, and then they want to go shop it. Well, now they're out there shopping, and they've got a claim against them. So it makes it harder for me as a referral as a new agent to shop them around because they do have that claim, and they just weren't told. Yeah. So, Craig, that about wraps up the questions I have for you. Is there anything you would like to give or relay to our audience, maybe some contact information for Texas Classic Insurance or yourself? 
Uh, absolutely. Please, if we can ever help you, please give us a call. The, our main number is 817-279-7200. Our website is txcins.com. If there's ever any questions or anything I can ever help you with or quote your insurance even, please give me a call. Again, it's Craig DeWitt and my cell phone number is 817-480-2803. And my email is cdewitt, which is D-E-W-I-T-T at T-X-C-I-N-S dot com. I wanted to thank Craig for joining us today. If you like this show and want to hear more, visit sellingntx.com or search for the Real Estate Podcast, where you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let us know how we're doing. Until next time, make it a great day.